Holding in the Mitzvah Shashayim in Mirus Atara, Perek Tazayim, we're speaking about the various forms of Shalazishma. And now he says the paragraph which starts Amnam, it's about a page into Perek Tazayim. Amnam Ashitzarech Adam Yesi Iyon, Melach Harabo. Something which a person needs to put more depth of understanding into and more work. Perek Tazayim. Perek Tazayim. A mix when it's a mixture of Isser, Sometimes the person's intention being a mitzvah is completely the Shema, and the Shema means Shakach Gaza of Yenisha Vashemai. That's what Hashem decreed, that's why He's doing it. Amnam. But at the same time that His intention of doing a mitzvah as Hashem wanted, it doesn't mean that he's not going to have some other interest or some other objective while he's doing as well, which is even something which isn't his primary objective, but it's also there. People will notice and praise him. He's going to get rewarded for what he did. Even though it wasn't his intention, I'm not doing it for praise, but if, if he's getting praise, and as a result of that, Yarbe, the doctor, goes there, and that's going to make him try harder. So he's, you know, this is not, he wasn't with the objective of being praised, but he's motivated by praise. And the fact that he's being praised makes him try harder. That shows that the action wasn't completely the Shem Shemayim. Kain Maeser Shabbat 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 exactly. Like the example of the story daughter of Shabbat 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 but for Kevin Shishama Shaimi, which you heard the even he was talking about Roman soldiers who pointed out, and they said, Come and noise Look how no how fine, how proper, how correct the way this girl works are. Walks is Samiya Dikta Koyosa, she was more careful about how she would walk. And Hare had to service that extra care, that extra attention that she paid to the refinement of how she walked. Was came as a result of the praise that the non-Jews soldiers had given her, and that was already something which was considered the lack of Dishma. Now, that wasn't the primary reason. Even though that Isra is something which is insignificant, it wasn't the main reason that she did something. An action which is not completely tied, even that small little element of Something oser in it, something which is another intention in it, is none of the complete tar. What's amazing is the Gemara says that the daughter of Chanel is trying to punish for this. And that's a tremendously hard thing to understand. Maybe it's not the perfect level of the Shema. And even if you're going to say as a result that maybe it doesn't deserve the complete reward, but why is it something which is, which is worthy of being punished? We don't find that when a person is missing a master of the Shema and what they do, they are high for punishment. Maybe it's just missing in the Shlemus, but uh, to say that, that was the reason they get punished is a big Kaddish. And uh, the answer is that we're talking about not someone who deserves to be punished for a skill of doing something wrong. It's the other way around. There's a certain Shmira that a person gets if, if everything is completely Yishma. 
And even for some, it's not completely lishma. It might not be that they're deserving of being punished, but it doesn't work as a shmir. It doesn't work as something which protects the person when it's not perfect. I mean, that was a time the people were being... And therefore, being that was a shah like we know. So then if you're looking like, what did you do that made her lose, so to speak, or as long as she didn't get that protection that we thought government would get in the shah so then that's the case. Pointing to something which shows that there was a lack of the perfection of the tzedkas, okay, so then it means that the person doesn't have that, that complete shmir. That's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says that at the time when the rush was successful, that even a person who is great, so more righteous than him, he can affect as well. Which means if a person is a tzaddik, so then they have a certain shmir, they can withstand punishment. Whereas a person is a tzaddik, but not a tzaddik, so then already that's the case, they aren't guaranteed that they can't be affected by Rashaim. Should start off with the Rashaim. Where is that? As far as I remember, and in that Gemara, that it says that Asan is because the person is not a complete tzaddik. And that you said here also. And that is, uh, the Shlemus is when something is completely perfect. And with a certain lack of that perfection, that's very not Shlemus. That's a then of what's considered completely Ishma. Uh, which is a danger anytime a person does something. Other people know that. Because even if a person isn't doing it directly for praise or for respect or for whatever the, or the way that other people are going to look at them, but regular that a person knows that other people are aware of it, that, that definitely adds to how a person does something or why a person does something. And we spoke about that time. That's why the way of the Kohen Gadol had to be done in a way where no one would see. No one would be in the Kohen the Kohen Gadol would do the Avedah. Because that way there would be no potential of the coins the Shema being affected by the audience, for people who could see what he was doing. Who talks about the, the person who... The idea that the person like, wants, to, wants to hide what he's doing in a way to show that I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want people to know about it. That's also being interested in what people are, are, are being aware of and trying to act in a way that I don't care about people think, which doesn't necessarily true. The side over here is Adab, something which is in a way which is set up that no one will know about it. So they're not avoiding diversity or trying to encourage diversity. It's something which a person does in private. Like we said, HaKadosh Baruch set it up, that the Kohen Gadol's Avaida is in, in, in secret and no one knows about it. So in matter, there isn't that, that option of people being involved or being or, or being impressed and therefore being a factor in what the Kongol was doing, what he's doing. So that's an idea of something which is completely Nishma. Good question. Uh, this is, um... Talking about the level of Tyre, we're talking about obviously a someone who's very advanced in the Vedas Hashem. Um, for sure, the Ramam writes that the way to help somebody start off is difficult to give them the COVID. And because if a person is looking for COVID, but they know they're going to get it by excelling in their learning, by being a mass mid, by having good middles. So then that will push them to look for praise and acclaim and uh, appreciation in a way which is good, rather than looking for it as by being uh, excelling in some other area. So that's already good. But that's not Tyra. That's maybe a tool in trying to direct somebody to look to excel in 
the realm which, which we consider important. Tara, mitzvah, midas, tefillah, whatever it's going to be. That's not yet tara. Tara is to be a stage above that when a person already is used to uh, w- achieving in Ruchnius and now can shift the focus of I'm not looking for other people to notice. I'm not looking for other people to be impressed. On the contrary, I'm looking to do things in a way which no one knows except for Hashem. So now it makes it more Lishma. There's a very, uh, as always, the stories of the Katskarev are very like, sharp. But the story goes at one time, as Hasidim told him about a certain big tzaddik who was on his deathbed. And uh, no, there was a family around the bed uh, knew that his death is imminent. So one of them asked him, Tell me, like, your whole life you're always fighting the Yetzirah, you're always trying to overcome Yetzirah. Like, in these five final few moments when you're about to die, is the Yetzirah still here? Do you still have something to fight? So, Tzadik, weekly, the Kaddari said that yes, we're still fighting the Yetzirah. So, what could the Yetzirah want from you now? So, so the Yetzirah wants that I should yell at Shema Yisrael the top of my voice and die like that. I was going to think, wow, what a tzaddik. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was his last, last words, and he died. So they told the story to Kotzkareva. And Kotzkareva said, it's her one. Wow. It's her one. It got him to, 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 to be a Valgaim in the last moments of his life. What would have been there? I think he quite, say nothing. But just the very fact that a person like, yes, right now, yes, they're still trying to work with me. And that, that itself is an expression of God. A Kotzkabot, it's a sharp line, but there's a certain emphasis in it. And that is that, that, that uh, doing things to avoid COVID is also, is also looking for COVID. Especially if a person says that's why they're doing it. That's what I mean to also. That with the surface which comes from the expectation of what people are going to think about me, or what it sounds like to people, that makes it Shalalishma. Even though that's not my primary reason, but that, that element is added and makes a, a certain element of Shalalishma. If that's the case, it's very Torah It's not completely Torah. It's not something which is 100% Hashem Shemayin. One. Just like if a person wanted to bring a carbon, a mincha offering on the Mizbech, it has to be the most perfect flower, sifted 13 times to make sure it's completely clean. Even though, after 13 siftings, it's completely, completely purified. Something similarly, it's impossible for something to be considered accepted on the Mizbech Elyon, on the Mizbech of Shemaim. When what's accepted on the Mizbech of Shemaim, real acts of Avedis Hashem. To be something which is uh, considered complete and chosen by Hashem, a voider which is uh, a perfect avoider, uh, act which is Hashem will choose is something which is a an act which is pure from any kind of uh, any anything which would just that kind of mar or ruin its perfection. I don't mean to say something which isn't perfect, isn't accepted, it's not what. Hashem doesn't, uh, isn't unfair 
and doesn't withhold punishment, reward for anyone who deserves it. And if whoever does something which deserves to be rewarded, he'll be rewarded. But if you're asking was it perfect, are you talking about perfect avoda, which is which was expected of anyone who's really an eye of Hashem. The person who really loves Hashem will try to produce a perfect avoda, which means something which something which there's no other focus on except for Hashem. And the more persons listen from that, the further away is from 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 that ideal, the more the there is in his action. And therefore, of course, any action which is a good action gets rewarded. If you're asking what's an action, action which is readily accepted, an act which is something which is considered perfect, there's only something which is considered completely lishem shemayim. Anything less than that already isn't completely perfect. Now, now that phrase that the Mitzvah uses, avodat lima, avodat which is perfect, reminds us of what the Mitzvah said right at the beginning of the Sefer. He began the Sefer with that level in mind. The Mitzvah began with the line that the 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 Sherish of avodat lima. Which means the, the the source which brings to that level of avodatima. So let's go back to what Mrs. Sharm says right right in the beginning. What brings a person to avodatima? Which means avodah. Which now we understand what the term means. Something which has no ulterior motive. Something which is completely the shem shemayim is she is part of the assignments of Allah. The mechavasi b'elama. Why am I doing things? And the more it's clear to me that I'm doing something is for Hashem and not for any other reason. So that clarity brings to avodatima. The more that there's other reasons why a person does something, it takes away from that level of what's called the Vedat Mimah. That's, uh, that, that's uh, in, in, inherent in the meaning of it. The words in the Sushan right from the beginning, this level of Tara. And that is that uh, to do something which is Kokul Lashem Shemai. Well, it sounds like a very hard thing to do. Especially if we're going to talk about the fact that when people do know the other people are aware of what they're doing, and that definitely is going to uh, influence even how well they do it, or how much attention they put into it. Like we saw the story of the daughter of Hanan ben Rajan. So then, what's what are the answers to avoid that? So, but, but who's on such a level? I mean, we're at a level where yeah, we want to share every little thing we're doing. I mean, oh, I don't know about the rest of us. Oh, sure. You know, because it kind of pins us there, pins us into that position. Like, oh, this is a guy who does this. Right. You know, and like, oh, it's that time. We, we have to make sure he's ready to go. Right, 100%. So, for, for, like we said, just like when you're looking to encourage somebody and uh, the, the compliment you give them motivates them to continue. And for someone who's starting with it, it's very good. Similarly, by saying what, what we're committing ourselves to, it makes us keep something up as good as well. It might be half or keeps us committed is the fact that other people are watching us and expecting us to live up to our commitments, but then that's okay because it's getting us to achieve. But the, what's a level beyond that is when a person already is achieving, and now I want to work on doing things which are in the Shem Shemai, which means that there isn't any uh, anyone else who knows about it, and therefore no one else's opinion or 
or way of looking at me is going to influence what I do. And how do you have a shaykh to that level? No, there's a shaykh to so that level, and there are three different ways to work on it. And already, he's going to talk about himself a little bit in the next part, more dark experience of Torah, the way to be called the Torah. Um, we'll see what he says, but even before we get to what he says, just in base we saw already. So, there's, like I said, there's two, two very useful tools that a person can use. The first one is that there's that area which a person has in his life he doesn't share with anyone else. And that becomes his private, so to speak, zone with Hashem. Zone, where he, with, with his only between him and Hashem. And Adab, the, the, the value that that has is because of something which no one else knows about. And not even that person knows what it is, no one even knows that it exists. In other words, the area where it's, which it's not like you have to try and hide from people because you're showing you don't want them to know about it. It's the area then, then, then realize Bichah. It's something which is completely out of, out of the sight, out of anyone else's awareness. And that becomes a place where uh, a person has opportunity to do things which Badafka no one knows about. He does, he's not going to tell anybody about it. He's not going to tell anybody he's not telling them about it. It's something which is only between him and Hashem. And then that's the place where there isn't any outside factor. Um, now, to say that a person in all areas of their life is completely impossible because a lot of what a person does is noticed by other people, is involving other people, and of course then the people will, will know about or will be impressed by or will at least be aware of. But the importance of having that area which no one else knows about, the area which is uniquely between the person and Hashem, is gives the person that place where there isn't that, that, that danger of doing things to influence other people or because of other people or to impress other people because it's an area I'm guarding that no one else that no no other person is going to ever know. And because of that so that's not going to it's not going to be an influence for what other people think. Adab the whole value of it is the thing people won't know about it. And other people don't just mean strangers or people that you want to impress, even your wife and children, anybody. The area which is between a person and Hashem is a private territory. It's something which is only between a person and Hashem, and no one will ever know about that. No one will ever know about that, and that's what makes it Lishma. That's what makes it Lishma. Revolve is a kind of Racha once said, the biggest problem in developing Bacham in today's yeshivas is there's never a time of Bacham by himself. Being in a busy yeshiva in a dormitory is you always with other people. You wake up with them, and you go to shul with them, and you with them, and you go to breakfast with them, and you with them inside, and you with them in the lunchtime, and you with them at night, and you with them until you go to bed. And no one's ever by themselves. And therefore, no one ever has a chance to develop a private zone which is out of sight and out of the radar of anybody else. Now, maybe at the beginning, the way to do that, a person needs to actually make a place where they're by themselves, and no one else knows about at a time when no one knows what they're doing, and then look for those opportunities to, uh, to develop, so to speak, something that they're doing which only Hashem knows about. But with time, a person can work on that even if there are the other people around. No one has to know what you're thinking. No one has to know what you what you work, what you what your mind's focusing on. And that's an area where even if a person gets good at it, even if there are other people around, no still there's an area of the person that nobody knows. And that's and the 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 side of this is, is that when a person starts to develop that, so then at first it's like being as we're so used to publicizing everything 
and sharing everything and looking for approval from people for everything, the idea of having something which no one's going to know about and no one's going to hear about, I'm never going to share with anybody, sounds to us as something which is very difficult to connect to. But when a person tries that and actually experiences that, then there's a certain satisfaction or closeness to Hashem, whatever you want to call it, that a person gets, you look for more of it. A person looks for more opportunities to, to build times, places, things, which no one's going to know that, because uh, the hargash that a person gets of doing something, which is dafka nishma, and dafka no one's going to know, and no one's ever going to know, gives a person a, a certain connection, a certain drive for it, that you look to increase it. Now, doesn't, what, what, what does it mean to do? It doesn't have to be to learn sisvetera, whatever it's going to be. It could be in davening. It could be in davening. It could be uh, learning whatever safer it's going to be. It could be focusing on the person's connection to Hashem. Whatever area it's going to be, it's something which, but the, the, the beauty of it and the definition of it is something which is never going to get shaped. Something which a person is going to live on their own and take it to the grave with them one day. Or I better take it to Shemayim with them one day. Because that, that, that's the area which is completely Lishma. Because something which the, the only one will ever know about is Hashem. And that's an area where a person can connect to this concept of Tyre. We spoke about this once. The Gemara says that the Neshama is like Hashem. In the Gemara Brachel of Yud, there are a number of ways when Hashem is like Hashem. One of them is, just like a Kaddish Baruch is Yeshev Bechadre Chadarim. Same thing as the Nisham of a person is Yeshev Bechadre Chadarim. Bechadre Chadarim, the inner rooms, inside the inside. And you say, what are these inner rooms? So the answer is, the Gemara says in Chagiga. If we see what Hashem is doing in the world, it's not a secret, you can see. Look and you'll see what he's doing. He's creating walls, he's making things happen, he's, he's, he's running the world. Any incident which happens in the world, so we see Hashem is doing it because you can see it happening. That's the what is the Khadri Khadarim? What's the inner room which Hashem sits in? And the inner room is just like you have an army. So the soldiers are going out to fight, you can see exactly what the army is doing. You can see where they're fighting, you can see where they're advancing, you can see where they're deploying their forces. It's very clear what they're doing. But in the Khadri Khadarim, in the headquarters, some in some deep secret place where the strategists or the generals are meeting, that's where they're discussing what the plan is. So yes, you can see what they're doing. Where are they going to? What's the goal? What's the strategy? What's the mahalach? That's something which is only discussed by Khadri Khadarim. That's something which is kept secret. And we say Hashem is Yeshiv by Khadri Khadarim, it means the same thing. And that is, you can see what Hashem is doing. But where's, what's the strategy? Where's this bringing to? How's Hashem setting things up to get somewhere that we don't see? That's the Khadri Khadarim. That's, so to speak, the secret headquarters which Hashem doesn't share. It shows what he's doing, but not the rationale and not the, the understanding and not the plan behind it. But now the point is, just like Hashem is Khadri Khadarim, so the, the Gemara is the same thing, the Nasham is Yeshiv Khadri Khadarim. A person has to have Khadri Khadarim too. Well, what's the person's Khadri Khadarim? And so this is the Yisait. The person's inner room, the person's secret place, so to speak, Khadri Khadarim, is the place where other people don't know that. So sure, when a person dies, there's an area which people know about, that people see, and people are impressed by, and people compliment them for, and that's a certain area of, of that. But a person can't live just on the, the, the part of himself, which is public knowledge, which everyone's aware of, and everyone knows about, 
that's uh, living in the external world. The cheder apnimi, or the chadre chadarim, is the part of the person which no one else knows about. And that's a place where a person can to Hashem. I'll just finish with a quote I want to hear from Yaakov Hillel. It's very true and it's very connected to what we just said. And that is, he said, people always ask him, and his name is being a Mokobo, but people always ask him, who's the tzaddikim in the star in the dark? And who's the hidden tzaddikim in the star? I heard from him 15 years ago. By the time then, he said, the tzaddikim in the star in the dark, Rav Shaiman, Rav Higashim, Rav Chaim Kanievsky. So they don't ask him, what the hell is the star? Everyone knows about them. There's nothing. You know their names. There's, yeah, there's more you don't know about them. And that's what you said. The Tzadik Nistar is the part of the Tzadik which is Nistar. The part which, is not, which isn't in the public knowledge, which isn't shown to everybody else. That's Dafka the area where it's more Lishma. Because it's Dafka the area where only Hashem knows about, and that's what makes it something which is more Tzadik as well.